For so many modern-driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional, and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present with our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other smart, conscious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. In our business, we're big fans of financial literacy and accountability. Knowing your numbers is an essential aspect of building a successful business and an inherent responsibility for any entrepreneur. We also believe that what you focus on grows. So pay attention to your money. How do we stay up to speed on our numbers? We use Bench for our bookkeeping. It's simple, elegant, and saves us so many hours that would otherwise be spent neck deep in receipts on the other side of a spreadsheet. Each month, our transactions are automatically imported into Bench and we get on-demand financial reports. We even enjoy opening up our profit and loss statement to review each month. And when tax time comes around, we are up to date and ready to go. And this is what financial empowerment feels like. Head on over to anshe.co slash bench to save 20% off your Bench accounting plan for the first six months. Welcome to the Anshi Spoke podcast. Today is a solo episode, I guess a duet episode between myself and Sandy, and we are going to talk about some mindset work. Sandy, Wait, I no, think we're, we're going to talk about oh. overalls, Jenny. Oh man. All right. I think Sandy's <laughs> going to coach me on my fear of wearing overalls. That's what this episode is about, but there are deeper <laughs> implications for this conversation. This is just Societal a lighthearted. Yeah. Yes. There's a, this is a lighthearted play on a much deeper conversation. Yeah. So let's just start with what you said the other day to me. Well, it was actually you saying, hold on a moment and then going off camera and grabbing a pair of overalls and showing them to me and acknowledging that you just bought these overalls and you have been making fun of my desire to buy overalls for at least three years. At least we've actually been in stores together before <laughs> when we travel and go to conferences where I'm like looking for overalls and trying on overalls. And I'm just like teased relentlessly. So I have not purchased overalls this whole time. And then you have the audacity to reach <laughs> off camera and grab your new overalls and show them to me. <laughs> Which is made, made it even funnier to me because <laughs> I, in my defense, bought the overalls because I go to my dad's who has a quarter section, a farm, a quarter section out here in Alberta and we work and we get dirty and we get messy. So I bought like work overalls so that I can just have this, this set of clothes that I put on every time I go and work. So, <laughs> oh my God, I don't know why that makes me laugh so hard. But the words that you used when I showed you the overalls, you said, 
I want to buy overalls, but I'm so afraid that somebody is going to make fun of me, that everybody's going to make fun of me. And I know that you were really thinking that it's going to be you, Sandy. And so then I said, look, Jenny, this is what I just taught in the recent mindset call is this concept of future people pleasing. And so we're going to take this concept and apply it to business. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think we should also apply it to overalls just so that the other yeah, we'll listeners we'll who are we'll also afraid of buying certain items of clothing yeah, for yeah. fear of public ridicule can <laughs> overcome those fears. Okay. So what's happening here is you're like, I really want to do this thing. I want to buy these overalls because I like them. I think they'd be super comfortable. And you, you're trying to make a decision whether you should do that or not. And you're deciding not to because you are imagining a future where people are judging you and saying, Jenny, why are you wearing those silly overalls? You look ridiculous. And so then you come back to now and you're like, I better not buy those overalls because I don't want anyone to think I look ridiculous. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. I just don't want to actually be teased. Like if yeah. when someone thinks I look ridiculous, like that's not my fear. My fear is that I will actually be teased for wearing them. And this is, I'm sure, rooted in childhood phobia. Like, well, you will be teased way, way back. This is like, I'm laughing so hard because we just did a mindset call on this. And I'm like, it's imagined. No one's even said anything. And in this case, like, you know, I will make fun of you. Like, this yeah, is that's right. This is not imagining. But, I mean, I'm no. imagining the future that I, that is impending. That will happen. That's right. That's right. No, but in all seriousness, what this comes down to is this is like basic gender socialization where women have been taught for their whole lives that what other people think is more important than what they think. So there's this underlying thought that is operating in pretty much anyone who's was raised a, a, a female that their success or their value is dependent on other people, what other people think, or if other people are pleased with them. They've like disconnected from their own personal opinion about what they want and what they think they should do, that every like decision and action is based on what will others think. So it's like jumping to the future and imagining what people will say and then deciding, oh, I better not do that because I will be teased or mm -hmm ridiculed or whatever, right? And so it's really interesting to look at. And when it comes to business, our whole lives, we've been told as women, like, look this way, act this way, sound this way, right? And so what other people think has driven us for our whole lives. And then when you bring that thinking into business, when you're like, oh, I should send these emails, or I should go live on social, or I should do any number of things. And like, you know, that's the right decision for your business. But yet you're so afraid that everyone's going to have a negative opinion or a negative judgment. So typically we hear, I think one of the more common ones is the fear of sending so many emails, like I've got this plan, I'm going to do this launch. And even in our beta launch, we've got it laid out how, how many emails when you send them, and people are like, Yeah, 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 I got it. God, this is a great it's so great that you've given us these templates, I've got this plan. And then when they go to execute, they stall, they just stop, they procrastinate because they're so afraid of everyone will think I'm, you know, spamming them. Not everyone will like these emails. I don't want the people to think that I am sending too many emails. I don't want to be that person that sends all these emails. And that future, like you don't want to displease people in the future. So you stop. And so it's really hard to run a business when you are over invested in what other people think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense. And also you never really know, right? So it's just, it's like this 
sort of doomsday planning for something that you have no idea if it's even going to happen. That's where it's different with the overalls. Like that's the difference. (laughs) I know it's going to happen, but now it's actually like resolved because I'll just make fun of you back. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So what I find so fast, so I I figured this out because I looked at all the mindset questions that we have had submitted through our inner circle program and I, I categorized them and I could see this pattern over and over. I don't want to do this because people will say this Mm -hmm. and it's like, but they, you don't like what you just said is sort of catastrophizing. Like it's all there. Everyone's going to just like dislike you. And it happens in marketing, like the marketing steps that you need to take. It happens when you try to ask for the sale. It happens even with program results. And we just did some coaching on this the other day about like, I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to have results of my program. I want everyone to like me and I want everyone to like my business. Mm -hmm. And so all of that thinking comes from this sort of deep programmed belief from society that your success or my success is determined by what other people think Mm -hmm. and whether they're pleased with me or not. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of good just to stop and pause to say like where in business or fashion purchases, where are you not taking action because you're worried about what somebody will think in the future? Mm-hmm. And so you can't run a business when you're like, who am I going to bother? Or who's not going to like this? Or who will I annoy? Right? Like you cannot run a business. And I think when you have a business, of course, you need people to be pleased with you, right? Like that's like, there are some amount of people that have to like you and see value in what you're offering and creating and give you money for it. Like that's the business. But I think the mistake is that people have this black and white thinking where it's like, everyone has to love me. Everyone has to love these emails. But the thinking is like, everyone's going to hate me. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this also goes back to this idea that there's no win-win in business or in life, right? Like the bigger you get and the more people you have in your audience and in your programs, the more you're going to have people who are not hundred percent happy with you. Like the more people that you have happy with you and excited and following you and your work and your brand and the more clients you have, the more chance and the more likelihood that there's going to be a subset of people that are unhappy with you. And we just saw that with our rebrand. I mean, we don't need to go into that in too much detail, but we knew it. Like every mm-hmm. we're we're at a size operating at a size now where we know that if we do anything at all, we're going to get feedback on both sides of it. Like any announcement, any feature, anything that we do, we're going to have people that are really really excited and happy in our sphere of the world, and we're also going to have people that are really like angry, like angry Mm -hmm. in a way that is hard to understand really, but that's where empathy comes in. So I think it's just like, that's part of it too. That's part of the growth of your business and of yourself as an entrepreneur is like recognizing that your business and your journey is not going to be all happy faces and pleasant emojis. There's going to be some rough stuff. It's just part of the journey. Yeah. And so if you know, that's going to happen and you, you know, you have it actually happen in real life like in real time, not future. It's like, so what? Like, that's why yeah. we say in the calls, like, so what? So someone doesn't like the yeah. name Marvelous. So what? You know what? And then if it's upsetting you, it's like, what are you making that mean? You've made a mistake. Someone doesn't like you. So what? Right. And it's, again, it all comes back to how we've been socialized that those opinions, that external validation overrides our internal, our knowing of what, like the decision that we yeah. made is right. And we have to listen to ourselves versus try to please everyone else. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. 
Yeah. And so I think the other part of this is when we look at future people pleasing, the first question is like, what are you not doing? Because you are worried that you're going to upset someone in the future. And we were talking on the call the other day about the idea that if you operate from the place that you want everyone to love you and everyone to be happy with your work and everyone to get results and so on, that that is like, it's too much. It's not going to happen. You don't want everyone to like you anyway, but we brought in the concept of Kevin Kelly's thousand true fans. Mm -hmm. And so that thinking, I want everyone to like me shuts you down and has you not taking action in your business. And if we can reframe this around what if the work that you're doing in your business is simply to attract and find those thousand true fans? And Kevin Kelly's work is a little essay that you introduced me and it's worth reading every a couple times a year, I think, to remind yourself that you are not trying to please the millions and the whole world. You are not trying to attract everyone. You are trying to attract, like you can have a great business and a great lifestyle and a good income. And you can do that with a thousand people. You don't need a million. So can you sit down and work on your business and make decisions and create that body of work from a place of believing this work that I'm doing is attracting my thousand people. Mm -hmm. And that just feels so much different than I can't do this because everyone's going to think I'm super greedy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it just reminds me, I love to think about, we, we just did a training in inner circle about creating a body of work and what it means to develop content and develop a brand around a body of work. And I love to liken the business space to the art world. And it's not a world that I'm really in at all, but I'm a happy crafter, but I study the art world. And I was like one class away from minoring in art history. So I'm kind of like just a fan of the art space. And it's, it's so interesting to me that film critics and art critics, like the criticism of those creative pursuits and those creative careers is kind of part of the work itself, right? Like it's part of those industries, like the criticism and the critique of that is actually like how you get famous and how you, you know, like how you get acknowledged and what gets written about in like the New York times book review, or if your art is being reviewed in a gallery and you're having a show. And I just think like, if you can start to think about it that way, that criticism is actually means that you're making it. <laughs> like the fact that someone is is looking at what you're doing and evaluating it and can, taking time to consider it and give you feedback or give the public feedback in many cases, then that's just like, that's part of the discipline of any creative pursuit. And I, I just think we don't think like that in the business world. We tend to think like everything has to be positive and glowing and, you know, we have to be pleasing everyone like you're saying, and everyone has to have stellar results and that's all that it is. And you want to squash any acknowledgement that it's not like that. But I just encourage everyone to start to think about their own work in their own business as a body of work. Like what we're doing with this podcast is a body of work. Like our collection of interviews and conversations, this is a body of work for us. It doesn't mean that it's all gonna be perfect. It doesn't mean that everyone's gonna love it or love every episode of it. But for us, like we're doing our best, we're showing up and the evaluation of the show is like part of the process, right? Like letting people decide what they think about it. It's not just that we make it, it's also the interaction that our audience and our listeners have to the show. And I, I think if you can own that identity, think of yourself more like an artist, it really makes it easier to put stuff out there because the whole purpose of putting something out there is to get the feedback. It's not to get mm -hmm. glowing feedback. It's to get feedback. Yes. And I would add to that, that like, so if you use this podcast as an example, 
once we publish that episode, we need to let go of it and let everyone have their own experience with it and not like, please like it, please like share it. Like we can't control what other people think, feel and do with our body of work. That is theirs. Mm -hmm. All we can do is believe in ourselves and use our own mind and our own thoughts about our work. So that that thought, like my success is dependent on everyone else liking me, it needs to be switched around to my success and value is determined by what I think of myself. Mm-hmm. That's very hard for women because mm-hmm. we are just so dependent on seeing ourselves as valuable if someone else says we are. Someone else like, oh, I got likes, I've got engagement, I've got purchases, that means they like me. But can you like yourself? Can you manage your mind enough to like love yourself and see that there's nothing wrong with you even when that launch fails or even when no one comments on that video or you have low downloads for your podcast or whatever it may be? Like even when the results aren't what you want, can you still support yourself love yourself, talk positive to yourself when people aren't responding the way that you want. And that's, that's training. That's practice. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's so smart, Sandy, because I think it's the combination of having a relationship to your work that you determine, right? So feeling that it was worth your time, like making sure that you're doing work that you believe in, that you feel like is worth your time, regardless of whatever the outcome is. And then also this thought work that you're talking about doing. And I think what happens in the business space is that people use like in, for example, marketing, like it's a means to an end, right? The only reason that they're posting Instagram threads is because like they're they're posting comments on Instagram or writing posts like microblogging or, or, or something is to get a certain result. And I think you shouldn't be engaging in tactics that are just a means to an end. I think like start to think about reformulating your work as just being having intrinsic value in and of itself, because mm-hmm. there's just so much like trash, right? And the trash on the internet exists because people are using the tools of the internet, the tools of social media to just achieve some result rather than to create something meaningful in and of itself. So that's also a helpful reframe. So if you can do that and you can do this kind of mindset work, you're golden because then it doesn't matter what someone comments or likes or hearts or shares or whatever, because Mm -hmm. it really is about you and your own relationship to what you create. And it goes both ways. It's not just negative, like the, even if it's positive, your happiness and your like excitement and pride comes from your your own thoughts about that like or comment, right? So it's not just the negative. And so it's super powerful to take back ownership and not be a victim of the business and the response out there. So always it comes back to our mindset. Yeah, I think. So let's do join hustle. All right, let's do it. Let's make the hustle. Kevin Kelly's essay. Know that we've done this before in the podcast, but it's so good. And even if you have gone and clicked through and read it, it's just, I like it because it, it just gives you like, it constrains it. It's like, I need a thousand. I can do a thousand. It just truly resets your thinking about what you're doing with your, with your body of work. And, yeah, the joy, and let's make the joy, the overalls. overalls. Like, I think it's bought, like, <laughs> let yourself wear what you want to wear, go get that item of clothing, Mm. like whether it's from a used clothing store, like thread up online or brand new J crew. I'm sure J crew is not making overalls this season. (laughs) That's my out of touch fashion sense, but like, seriously, let yourself wear what you want to wear and, you know, be proud of what you like and what's comfortable for you. And yeah, I mean, I think no better time than the pandemic to wear your overalls. (laughs) That's right. 
<laughs> oh, I actually, I was going to wear my overalls for this podcast and I totally forgot to like this. Well, now you can wear it for another episode where we interview a guest. That is the repayment that you get for three years but of you teasing know what? about overalls. I will do that, but it's just like, they're so unattractive. Like it, they're just awful. Like a, you know, like just see body, the little yeah, denim straps in the video. Fine. And it'll be, it'll be so rewarding for me to see those denim straps. I think you need to go put them on before we record our next episode. (laughs) Oh my God. All right. So if you guys are interested in working with us, these are the type of coaching calls and conversations we're having all the time. If you'd like to join us in the inner circle, it is application only. You can head over to the inner circle.works and apply. We're going to make sure you're a good fit. And we're going to send an email for a advanced training if you're interested. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye.